Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Tapping Into Crypto. We're going to be diving into the deep end with our friend, Mr. Ben Simmons from Collective Shifts. How you doing? Good, man. How are you guys? Good, thanks. Sam. with me, Tommy. He's on the couch. First, first Tasmanian on the couch is what we're holding into. And Brisbane Lions. And yeah, Brisbane we've, Lions we've got to explain the exact combination. We need to lock yeah. that down. Yeah. Oh, we do. We do. We do. We've, we're, we've, we're in debt a little bit there when it comes to Brisbane Lions fans, but that's all right. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, Absolutely. But uh, look, we're all here to talk a little bit about your journey, how you've gotten to where you are here today. And obviously, it's been a very long journey. I know Tommy and I have been probably following, honestly, most of it. Not Probably not the very, very start, right, but yeah. most of it, I reckon. Yeah. So, lots of exciting things to sort of dive into. But I guess before we dive in too far, a couple of uh, hallmark questions we would like to ask on the podcast. Uh, what was your first crypto purchase? When was that? And do you still have it? Oh, that's a good, good question. Uh, so, Bitcoin 2018 and still have it. I, uh, nice. I, I actually took out a loan. I don't recommend this to anyone <laughs> listing. Uh, you, you're going to start to hear my story, but I took out a loan to buy Bitcoin. I was still living at oh, home. Oh, wow. Uh, other way around. Other way around. Don't, don't, don't listen to my <laughs> I was still living at home. I had no money, um, but I was just like, oh my God, this thing is going to be massive. Yeah. Uh, so I went to the bank and asked for a loan to buy Bitcoin. They obviously told me to get stuffed. You know, they're not going to give me money to buy Bitcoin, the Combank. Com- so I went back the next day and said, hey, I need to go to America. I need some money. Yeah, wow. Four hours, they sent me 20 grand and bought most of that with Bitcoin. I'm going to guess you didn't go to America. <laughs> I did not go to America. Right, right. Yeah, okay. I'm on the wrong way Yeah, sweet. Um, so it's nuts, man. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. Really cool. I don't, I don't recommend it to anyone, sure. but sure. at the yeah. time I was 18, I was young, I was excited. I was like, let's get into it. So. Early conviction. Early yeah. conviction. Had no debt. I was like, oh. So you bought it first in 18, you yeah. would have seen it run, or you might have heard about it running yeah. in 2016, 17, up to, you know, yeah. I was, of 20 grand. I was watching for probably 12 months before I bought. Yeah. Yeah, one of those guys who really needs to understand what I'm doing before going in. But I when I go in, yeah. I want to go all in. Yeah. Sure. You know? Yeah. So I spent like probably a good twelve months really trying to wrap my head around it. And I actually struggled a lot. Yeah. I really struggled to wrap my head around it. Like I'm an everyday dude. I quit school. Like I wasn't a book smart guy. I got it, but I took just took me a long time to get my head around it. And when I did, I was like, Wow, this is game changing. You never get your head fully around this thing. Like it, nah. everything is so fluid so and we'll we'll dig into yeah. I guess what's happened. You know, probably since 2018 and then where we are now. And we've had a, a tough week breaking it down in oh, yeah. crypto this week yeah. as well. Pav and I did an episode on yeah, with, Friday with Travis. With Travis. Tra- Travis, Travis. Travis. Travis yeah. as well, which is really good. But um, yeah, mate, that's really cool. I mean, I, I actually didn't know that story. I think it's, a, it's a, we haven't got, you know, I went to Combank to get a loan. <laughs> this is the yet, first so one. Not the first on the pod today. <laughs> we have. We do. We do have. We've just got to watch that door and make sure no one barges in or anything like that. <laughs> Scared. It's also, it's also a first as well in terms of people sitting on the sideline and waiting. If, if any, if history shows anything, people like, or even myself, I brought the top of like 2018, 17, yeah. and then look to understand it after it crashed. Um, <laughs> yeah, so figure it out later. Too. Yeah. Same with me, but it was a bit earlier, but the same thing pretty much happened. Yeah. Bought a thousand dollars, watched it go back down to 400, 300 bucks, 400 bucks. And anyway, we're not here to talk about me. <laughs> no, <stop, all> right. <laughs> Who's Ben Simpson? Tell us a little bit about yourself, man, and obviously Collective Shift, like Pav and I have been following you guys for, you know, a couple of years, and uh, yeah, I guess just tell us about yourself and how that came about. So, I am from a little country town in Tasmania called Smithton, population of 3,000 people. I've been there. You've been there? I yeah, yeah I remember you telling me that, Tommy. Yeah, I have. More cattle than people down there. <laughs> <Smithton. laughs> mm, uh, we chatter out of them, actually, the cattle. <laughs> Probably more than the people. Anyway, let's go. Uh, moving on. Uh, so yeah, but, but grew up in Launceston. I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. Love building businesses. My first real business was a uh, phone repair business. I was, you know, fixing iPhones back in the day for friends at school. Uh, and then my real proper business, first business was where we manufactured garments out of China and Pakistan and sold them to sporting teams in Tassie. So like AFL kids, cricket uniforms, basketball uniforms. Started that when I was 15. Uh, sold that when I was 17 and, and quit school and, and got into crypto. And basically the, the story at that point was like, I was sending a bunch of money every month 
overseas to, to China and losing a, a crap load of money on um, exchange rates, fees. I was really delayed. I was looking for alternate payment methods. And I, I stumbled across Bitcoin and wanted to send Bitcoin at the time to the factory in China. They were not, not very interested at the time. Um, but that's when I really started down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And then after about six months being back in Tassie, I started working for another crypto company before Collective Shift. And, and for probably some of the listeners that have been in the crypto space a long time, that was Nuggets News. Yep. Um, probably been in the media for all the wrong reasons uh, when it wrapped up last year. But um, that was really my first entry into the crypto space. So I was working in that company for three or four years and really loved the crypto space. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, things kind of went south with Alex, the founder, and um, really, really hurt me. Uh, everything that happened middle last year, I lost a lot of money and lost a, a lot of, uh, I guess, confidence and just passion about the whole industry when mm. a lot of things went down there. So I left that company and then that's when I started up Collective Shift. I have a real desire and passion around helping other people get into this space because I struggled when I first started. Yep. As we all do, it's a, it's a really convoluted, difficult space to get your head around. So I started Collective Shift with the idea of being able to really help onboard everyday people into Web3. I think a lot of people in crypto right now focus on the crypto people, but not a lot of people are focusing on mum and dad investors and everyday people. Yep. Yep. So the mission really for Collective Shift is to onboard everyday people into crypto, whether that yep. be investing, trading, NFTs, DeFi, GameFi, whatever that might be, just helping build a really awesome, simple platform for people to learn. I can remember when you were featuring on Nuggets News, like back, I used to love Nuggets News. Like the yeah. same. Yeah. I think a lot of us yeah. really loved that as a resource and it yeah. was one that was sorely missed when, like you everything said, as the shit went down with Alex and, yeah. and everything else, like that was something. But Collective Shift kind of, for me, spawned from the ashes of like, what Nuggets News was doing well and, you know, obviously took a lot of that resource as well and, and you know, you were obviously a big part of that too. So mm-hmm. that was, um, and it was exciting, met new beginnings, I guess, after that. But, you know, admittedly, you said yourself, you lost some money in there and also like reputational damage was, was the biggest thing. And I know me and you have had a lot of conversations about mm-hmm. how you, you have gone about fixing that and, you know, mm-hmm. fronting up, talking to people and putting yourself out there is the only way to do it. 100%. It was tough, man. It was, you know, it blindsided everyone, sort of came out of nowhere. And for me, there was a multiple times like I was, you know, honestly, cr- like crying, you know, yeah. multiple times, you know, going, my God, like everything I put into this company is just going to be blown up. And yeah. mm. a, a number of times was like, I'm ready to give in the towel. And it was only, it was actually a phone call from my dad that was just like, hey, like, you know, you put so much into this, like, is this how you want to sort of go out or do you want to keep fighting and push on and, and, and keep building? And after that point, I was like, you know, like, like screw it. I'm going to push through this and, and build something. And I fronted up every day and it was tough. You know, obviously with, with him not in the picture, he sort of disappeared for a little bit there. And I was like just fronting up the media, I was fronting up to people going, hey, like, mm-hmm. I was going to be open and honest. I'm going to try and help what I can, but I wasn't involved in this. People are going to blame, like blame you for it because you're the only one standing up there, right? Which is, which is awesome. And you know something, like I have to say, and I've said it to you kind of before, like it's commend to you you for actually standing up in that situation. Like it would have been a lot easier for you to kind of go, screw this, I'm kind of out of here. Yeah. And I think the vindication's got to be there after the wave of adoption that we've seen, like seeing where Nuggets News left off and where collective shifts have started right in the boom. Did you you sort of see that finally? It was all worth it, I guess, to see just that next wave of people come through? 100%, definitely. And and to see, like, I love building stuff with a a good team and love working in this space. I love crypto. Like, I love being able to partner with, you know, the likes of you guys, SwiftX, and like pushing this industry forward, especially Mm. with all the crap that's going on right now. Like, yeah. It's so nice to be able to work with good people that are trying to do good things in the space because so many people have been hurt. Um, it's going to be hard rare. to build that community back, right? Like, it's rare, man. It's, it's rare. It's, you know? it's, it's yeah. quick to lose, but hard to build. 100%. Yeah. The other thing is like, we're still here to make money. Yeah. Let's not get it twisted, right? Yeah. We're all here. We're businesses at the end of the day, for-profit businesses. 
which some people don't like to come out and say that. It's mm-hmm. like, let's just be honest about it. Be open and honest and tell people what you're actually trying to do, what you're trying to achieve. But you can also do good things alongside that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 100%. I just, I don't, I do it in a good these, way. I hate these yeah. people that are, they try to come out and be like evangelists and say, I'm yeah. doing this to help this and this and this person. Yeah. At the end of the day, you, you need to get paid yeah. as well. So, you know, there's about, it's about striking the balance there. Mm. Yeah. I think it's about transparency. We've been really big on that from the start. Uh, it's yeah. one thing we did when we first started Collective Shift. All of our research team has like what assets we hold in our portfolio. Uh, we never be paid to promote certain things. We really want to be an independent sort of entity that's providing education and research because I think, as we've seen recently, the, the lines get, grade really quickly is mm. when you start receiving payment or start to not be transparent about what you're doing with funds and capital yeah. and you lose a lot of trust. You know, this space really needs trust. Our brand is built on trust. Same with you guys. Older 100%. Yeah, absolutely. That's one thing, yep. right? You need yeah. to build that. The if you don't have that, you've got nothing. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell us, I mean, tell us what's that life cycle look like for a Collective Shift yeah. subscriber? So we were basically two components of our platform. One's the education side and the yep. other one's the investor side. Right. So we build a lot of educational materials. A lot of it's for free where you can learn pretty much any anything about crypto, you know, a really simple level, whether it be just from getting on and buying Ethereum to buy uh, NFT, getting a MetaMask, how to use OpenSea. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been really big on security and scams recently. So like how to avoid scams. We've got a scam protection Bible. We've got a security center. So how you protect yourself, like a checklist, beginner's course. We've got, you know, dictionary, like a glossary and acronyms. So if you're looking to get in crypto or haven't started, you've basically got a platform where it can take you from not knowing anything to being confident knowing, you know, how to do things and having a, a trusted team and, and content to follow. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that stuff is, like you said, for free it's to get free. started. A lot of that yeah. basic education like of onboarding, which is awesome, right? Yeah. Like 100%. usually you don't get that stuff for free. And I can attest that it's so easy to follow. Like yeah. it's really broken down in a in an easily digestible way. Digestible so way, for sure. We'll definitely be pushing people to, to go yeah. and have a look at that after the pod. Yes, yeah. And then the other side is the investor side. So we built a dashboard so you can plug in all the crypto assets you own, NFTs and tokenized assets, and you can get a breakdown of your portfolio. And then we can give you personalized insights based on what you own. So we have a team right. of six analysts that provide a 360-degree view of the markets in simple terms. So we do on-chain analytics, we do technical analysis, valuation, sentiment, and just general uh, opinions. So our team, like, you know, Matt will post like what he's doing with the market, what he's doing with his capital, what he's buying. And then all of the content is tagged by different assets. So if you have an asset that one of our team creates content on, it'll show up in your feed, basically. Yeah, wow. Yeah. It's kind of like a Facebook or Instagram feed yeah. style thing. Things that, you're pers- yeah, yeah. things that you're interested in. And awesome. So basically, the it, it's really for people that are busy. They don't have time to do all the research themselves. They can log into Collective Shift, spend a couple of hours a week getting an overview of the markets, where the trend's going, what's going on. What are the assets doing? Yeah. And anything they need to get up to date with their latest, like, you know, how to guides or education. That's yeah. cool. Is it just crypto that you guys do for now or? Just Web3, yeah. So crypto and NFTs. Any kind of notions to spread the knowledge into other investment classes later on? Or not like not yet, mate. I know you guys are spreading your wings into uh, <laughs> other areas, but no, no, we're just, we're just crypto and NFTs. Uh, yeah. No no plans to go outside of that. Yeah. And I guess we just talked about it there. We've seen it. We've had a pretty crazy week in crypto. Yeah. It's kind of. <laughs> In, in some senses, we're kind of picking up the pieces and we probably will be for a while, mm. to be honest. I guess what are the, you know, if you were to nail down a couple of things, trends mm. that we're potentially looking at for the next wave of adoption, mm. is there anything kind of under roadmap or on the radar for you guys at the moment, mm. you know, based on your research? Man, this last week's been tough for everyone, right? Like yeah. it just, uh, you know, to go back two weeks ago to think FTX, you know, specifically was probably one of the top three exchanges and yeah. gone belly up like i it probably brings into question a lot of things in the is in, in this industry yeah. for me i mean bitcoin hasn't changed and smart contracts haven't changed the idea of smart contracts decentralization DeFi, and i think we lost the theme of you know be your own bank in crypto yeah i think that's been the biggest revelation for me it's like you know genesis block one right yeah. like 
you know, banks getting bailed out, the people yeah. pay the bill. This is the same thing, but there's no government mm-hmm. bailing people out. It's right. literally just the people getting rinsed yeah. front and center. I think we forgot what yeah. the real ethos of crypto was yeah. there for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I'll probably start to question some of the tokens that we have in the ecosystem, like yep. in the real utility of them, specifically like if you look at FTT, for example, like, you know, I, I start to question a lot of these things now. And yep. for me, my portfolio has predominantly been in Bitcoin and Ethereum. Uh, I own one DeFi project as well, but it's basically Bitcoin and ETH. Mm. Um, and, and for me, I don't think I'm going to, you know, don't go too much further out from that. I mean, you've got some other good assets, you know, Aave. Uh, you know, Maple, uh, Arweave, there's still good assets. But for me, it, like my focus comes back to like, what am I trying to do in crypto? It's like storing my wealth in an asset, i.e. Bitcoin, that is not correlated to all the crap that's going on with governments, yep. inflation, everything that's going on. And I can have it in my ledger. Yeah, I've got my money, my freedom. No one can touch it. And that's the most important thing for me. Yeah, I mean, it's a good, good shout. I mean, especially like now, like you still hear like Facebook's, you know, partnered with Arweave was a good yeah. example. Like yeah. you just saw that go ballistic, but then in a heartbeat, like it can just all just... 100% change. It's just, yeah. yeah. Volatility fragile. is, you know, obviously we're, we're going to be dealing with the volatility for quite some time. Yeah. This is a bit off the cuff, but what's, what's your view on like Bitcoin more specifically for like payments and things like that? Mm. I think the Lightning Network is really exciting for payments. Yeah. Um, I never shut up about Lightning Network. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Like when I went to yeah. Bitcoin Miami earlier this year, like I was yeah. using the Lightning Network at the conference and it's, it's awesome, right? From a real level, like, do I want to spend my Bitcoin? No, not really. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of the, that's the, the clincher, issue. right? Yeah. 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 So I think it will become a point when Bitcoin is like, let's say, let's say a million dollars, right? The market cap's 10 trillion yeah. uh, and we're not getting that volatility. We can use Bitcoin a little bit more because we're not as concerned of the volatility aspect. For me right now, I use Bitcoin as a store of wealth rather than a payment method. Yep. Um, but I'm, you know, we, we pay some of our overseas team in stable coins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, it's, and it's super easy. Yep. We just raise a, a bit of money for our company, uh, our seed round, and, and we were actually, uh, compared to receiving crypto, like if we received fiat, it was a complete nightmare. Right? Like if we, we had an investor from the US send us a bit of money, it arrived, banks would shut us down, they'd close the transaction, we'd have to send all this paperwork, to send all this crap to just get our money out. Versus crypto, someone could you know send us a stable coin or Bitcoin within seconds as it arrived. We have full control. We do what we want with it, and then we can spend it straight away. Mm. It was so much better. We nearly got to a point where we said like no fiat. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> you know? What's your stable coin of choice? Um, it's tough one, isn't it? Sometimes <laughs> it's funny. I'm trying to think about what we're actually holding. I think it's USDC. Yeah, is what we're hold, holding. Circle, in. circle backed. Yeah, supposed to be one yeah. to one reserve, right? Yeah, correct. Uh, US Bank. Uh, but then again, like what we're doing right now is we're actually splitting it across. So we're taking some out. We're putting it in USD fiat. Right. Uh, we might hold some in, um, I think it's the Binance stablecoin as well. BUSD. Oh, BUSD. BUSD. Yeah. That's, I think it's Paxos as well. Yes, that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. They audited it too, don't they? Yeah. Paxos. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so for me, I think it's diversification. Yep. Um, one of our investors actually gave me a bill um, yesterday. He lost $10 million in FTX personally and like as a, just an angel, like it sickening it is um yeah. but i think the lesson really is like you do need to diversify even if you have you want to hold your usdt or whatever you need to diversify across right. yep. different yeah. places yeah yeah a bit of another open-ended question i guess not even so much the recent events but you know if you had to kind of reflect on bull run being sort of retracement we're seeing now mm-hmm. what do you feel like is still missing from the industry as like a key sort of piece uh i think the user experience yeah for people like it's just so hard to do anything in this space yeah. especially custody and like self-storage you know to try and explain to someone to get a ledger and to, you know to get your money off and hold this seed phrase and you know even i get sweaty palms when i'm using my ledger you know like it's, it's <laughs> so like difficult still you know yeah. no person in their right mind as a, an everyday person is gonna be comfortable doing that 
And I don't think you're going to see big transactions. Like no one's going to come in and buy hundreds of thousands of dollars and try and get on their ledger. They feel safer on their centralized exchanges. Yeah. Um, they're the best user experience right now, but we still need better hardware to store that crypto, in my opinion. Um, and until that, I just don't see. Or it's up to businesses like us Correct. to create that Correct. ease of use or that, that connection between offline and online. Correct. You know? And that's a challenge, I guess, at our side. Yeah. We're 100% open to doing that. It's just yeah. about, about getting there in the right way right. in a way yeah. that people will trust. 100%. Because, you know, there are other options out there, but yeah. people just don't trust them anymore after what we've seen. Yeah. I think that like what Robinhood did to stocks and the stock market, their app, not that we have it in Australia, but Amana, chief growth officer, sort of chatting like he's using the Robin app and it's so easy. Right. right? And it's super simple and you just get it. I think mm-hmm. we need to build that for crypto. Not only from a buying and selling perspective, because you guys got a great just platform. The, just a whole holistic picture. The whole holistic yeah. thing, you know, yeah. from like, what am I buying? What is this actually doing? And even down to like, you know, we look in FTT, for example, that's that's going to go to zero. It was, what, top 10? Yep. We had Luna, UST, NFTT, mm. top three of the top 10 crypto assets in the last six months have all gone to zero. Yep. Like, you're not seeing Amazon or Facebook or just Apple disappear. go to zero. That's right. right. Until we get to a, a state where the assets within this space we know are comfortable and we know they're actually doing like proper things and know they have the utility. Like everyone's going to be too scared to buy anything. Yeah. You know? And that kind of probably leads me to my next question as well. It's just like, all right, where are we going next? You know, Mm. nobody's got a crystal ball. No one can tell the future. As of right now, we might as well have the the bloody meme of the dog on fire all around (laughs) us, right? (laughs) Pretty much, right? Yeah. So I guess, you know, for people listening to this, like what the hell do I do next? Mm. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, what should people be kind of, doing to center themselves and especially someone starting brand new right someone that's been sitting on their hands and then now seeing this play out like it's crazy right definitely crazy um if they haven't invested anything uh i'd specifically be looking at bitcoin right now like i always say it but you know even for those that maybe have like a lot of different altcoins their portfolio like reviewing that consolidating into bitcoin or eth um, I'm super bullish on smart contracts and DeFi, always will be. It's still pretty early to know which one's going to win in that space. Yeah. But I'm also excited about NFTs as well. Like, you know, I was at the World Cup final last night at the cricket and on the big screen was the digital collectibles. Oh, really? You know? Not NFTs. Not NFTs, digital no, no, collectibles. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the technology of NFTs is exciting. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, what Starbucks did, uh, what uh, Reddit have done. Oh, what Starbucks do? Starbucks have got their rewards program oh, uh, really? on their mobile app. Um, that's cool. See, that's the utility I've always thought about, like that yeah. whole membership, loyalty, redemption. Yep. They killed it, man. And it doesn't say yeah. NFTs anywhere. Yeah. Because it doesn't nice. matter. You yeah. know, and that's I, right. And that's the thing. People don't care yeah. about that. Yeah. They yeah. just want the use case yeah. is what they want. You know? mm. It's interesting. I think I think it's been talked about for a long time, but like Rolex putting yeah. the NFTs of each yes, new Rolex. Sense, right? Like that yeah. absolutely makes, makes sense. sense. Right? You like, track every why, why would you not do yeah. it? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think we just need to go back to basics and remember like why I got into crypto in the first place. I got into crypto because of Bitcoin. Yeah. I realized that money was worth nothing. I realized that the governments control the world. And it's all just like cloud, you know, it's all just noise. People manipulate the space, uh, the world, fair currencies, inflation, like yep. it's all, you know, I don't want to get too excited here, but it's just like, it's just all crap. Like owning your own capital with hard money in Bitcoin, in your ledger is the ultimate freedom. And, and that's why I go into crypto. And I think we just need to just get rid of all the crap and all the noise and remember why we're here in the first place, you know? I think like, if, like obviously the FTX story is played out and we don't want to keep harping on about it, but mm. like banks are one to 10 collateralize or like in terms of reserves yeah so <laughs> essentially what fdx did was the exact same thing that a bank will do without the without the bank well, guarantee and without the option for its yeah. users mm-hmm. to withdraw funds mm. which is interesting how you you map out the digital asset world to the traditional mm. finance banking space and 
the same rules actually can apply, but it obviously doesn't play out the same way when it's decentralized and, you know, we have this non-unregulated industry. So and, no and bailouts. That, yeah, and that's what I'm most frustrated about because, like, the banks are heavily regulated. Yep. If FTX were registered in the Bahamas, yep. they specifically went to an unregulated or better place for them to not be sure. regulated. Yeah. Uh, Celsius. I don't even know where they were regulated. Binance aren't regulated. Like, they're not located anywhere. Ninety, I think ninety to ninety-five percent. I read somewhere of the global transaction volume runs through non-US unregulated yep. areas. Like that's phenomenal. Like there's exchanges literally moving to places where they can't be regulated. Yep. And you see what happened with with Sam and SPF, where you're running like these basically fraudulent transactions behind everyone's back. To, to prop up Alameda Research, like it's yeah. it's just it's awful. It is, yeah. It's a bad situation. I, I suppose we, you know, we, I know that we definitely agree that you know, as much as sometimes we say regulation is not exactly what we want, and we want sovereign wealth, and we want to control ourselves, or at the end of the day, I think for us to take the next step mm. in with digital assets, yeah. we need some kind of regulatory framework. Well, yeah, you got to protect the consumers to some degree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Accountability. Guess, yeah. Yeah. Being being you know registered in australia yeah it it's hard yeah. like we make no bones about it it's yeah. it is hard to stay within the lines here and there's certain things that you want to do and you can't do because you're regulated especially here. if you want to innovate right yeah, yeah. especially yeah. if you want to innovate yeah exactly yeah. and it is for it can be frustrating for us at times to see overseas players like you said yeah registered in other areas but with you know yeah. arms of their business moving into the same space as you, essentially doing what they want yeah. to sell to Australians, mm. potentially, you know, <laughs> under the cover of, of a different entity or whatever it yeah. is, right? Like, this, obviously, this is, it's all speculation, but it, but at the end of the day, it does make it harder for the Australian businesses at times. But in a way, I think the chickens are coming home to roost a little bit now, yeah. like with this situation. The trust is really in the onshore businesses, and that's where I think we can we can really benefit from it. And And I think, you know, Australians are obviously very bullish on Web3 and, and digital assets in, in general. So I think that's where companies like, hopefully like ours, we shine, we come to the top and we might have been the vanilla offering before, but vanilla is kind of what you want <laughs> in this market. Well, I think look at the, the Australian community. No one's really been impacted from what I've heard. You know, like we've all had to take some sort yeah. of cream off the top in terms of employee counts. And, you know, we've all sort of had to take yep. a cut everywhere. But in terms of client funds, no one's going under, no one's being scammed, no one's like, you know, being doing fraudulent stuff. Like the Australian ecosystem's been pretty good. Yeah, the consumer protection laws here, I think, do like as much as we are unregulated still or self regulated, yeah. the consumer protection laws still apply to us and we there are standards that we need to keep. Yeah. Hmm. That's definitely one one to watch. I guess, you know, we asked about the industry. We're not sure exactly what's gonna happen next. We're in a bit of a haze at the moment. Mm. Um for that new user coming in right now, you, you mentioned, you know, just have a look at Bitcoin and have a look at ETH. Before they even go to buy assets, mm. what are you telling them to do? Are we are we starting on collective shift? Mm. What's our what's our kind of our journey, our very dip to toe in journey from here? Given the what's happening in the market as well. Yeah. I, again, I think it's got to come back to understanding why you even want to buy Bitcoin or Ethereum in the first place. And you can get this on collective shift. Like the what is money article we have on our website on our resources, like understanding what is money and understanding how that works and what it is and what it isn't and what gives that value, then you start to understand what Bitcoin is and then you start to understand what the blockchain is and then you start to understand everything else from there. I think it's got to start from the top. Mm -hmm. You've got to really understand. It's like, why would you buy Amazon? Well, it's like, what is Amazon's mission? Sure. Well, what is Bitcoin's mission? It's trying to be a new monetary policy. It's trying to you know, um, reshape what money is. And you, if you don't know what money is, that's where you need to start. start there, that's yeah. where it clicked for me. Yep. You know, and I'm an everyday dude. I'm not a finance guy. Like I'm a guy from fucking Tasmania, you know, like I needed to 
understand that and then everything else just opened up. I was like, oh my goodness. So right. start there and then you start to think, learn about you know, what these DeFi and decentralized finance and the ability to take out a loan or earn savings without going to a bank. And it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? Like, that's amazing too. It's all sort of trickles down from there. Yeah. yeah. They're quite empowering tools when you when you get yeah. your head around them and how they actually work. Yeah. And, you know, you got to use with caution. You got you to gotta dip the toy in first. That's and, it. you know, big part of why we have you on here it's all about the education. Yep. You know, SwiftX, we have our learn platform as well for people to go on and kind of yeah. do the modules, get started, dip yeah. the toe in before you invest any money. Totally that's, agree. That's gonna work. And invest in yourself and invest yeah. in education. Yeah. You know, I like I said, I said earlier, big fan of Collective Shift and what you guys are trying to do. I love the platform. I use the platform regularly myself. Yes. Where can people find you? Where can they follow you? Tell us a bit about your team and and yeah. um, I guess, yeah, how do we move people your direction, Matt? <laughs> So if you want to start learning about crypto, go to Collective Shift and go into the resources section. You've got like beginners, this is all free, beginners courses, yep. hundreds of resources. We've also got a YouTube channel and a podcast. So if you just search, search Collective Shift, we do um, daily content there. I do two different podcasts. One's called Decoding Crypto, uh, which hopefully we can do a collab actually uh, soon. We'll chat about that later off air, That's but that's good. good. <laughs> Decoding Crypto and then also do one called Cash. Ben. Cash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. yeah. uh, then another one called yeah. Ben and Bergs, which is a little bit more laid back. We talk about business, sport, and crypto. Uh, but I think Collective Shift, just, just search it up, depending on what sort of medium you like to consume content, we tend to hit it all and just yeah, start to spend and some Twitter time. Twitter and maybe. stuff as well? Or? Yeah, yeah, Twitter as well. I do uh, some some talks and stuff, like around NFT Fest next week. I heard you're going, actually. Yeah, it's yeah, have going. You heading, yep. You're heading down? No, I've got... Uh, uh, Got to support the kids and the wife. You got actual work to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tommy and I will drink the beers. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll take care of one. <laughs> Make sure you look after. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll take it away. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Nah, fantastic. Um, well, Matt, thanks very much for coming in. It's it's been great to unpack collective shifts and yeah. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah. We'll we'll catch you on the next one. Sweet. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Ben. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon.